Right now, time to talk television. Brooks Alexander is here. Hi, Brooks. Hello, hello. Nice to talk to you. Uh, is there a new season of Only Murders in the building? Yes, and it's the perfect time uh, to catch up with it. I believe the finale airs uh, this week, uh, and it is the final season of three and potentially Steve Martin's uh, last role ever. I think he's talking about retiring after oh, this. Oh, gosh. Uh, it would be very sad, but it's just a delightful uh, murder mystery comedy with Steve Martin, uh, Selena Gomez, and Martin Short. It's, it's a very iconic trio, I would say. Yeah. Tell us a bit about it and, and why it's been such a, such a success. What do you like about it? Uh, well, just I think the the main thing that everyone seems to really connect to is just the chemistry uh, between the three leads. Uh, I definitely would not have uh, maybe Steve Martin and, and and Martin Short, but having Selena Gomez in the mix is not a casting decision I would have initially chose. But it just works so well. Uh, the different energies the three of them bring, uh, and they all live in this this the same hotel. And each season, there's a different murder that they have to solve, uh, and then they make a podcast. Uh, about it. So each season they're putting the clues together and bickering and dealing with their own um, personal problems while putting together this murder podcast that goes viral uh, and they become famous themselves. Uh, In this season, uh, the premise is uh, Martin Short is putting on a play and the lead actor is murdered. So they've changed up the format a little bit. So they're trying to put on this musical while also solving this mystery. Uh, And this season they have heavy hitter actors like Meryl Streep and Paul Mm. Rudd who both uh, play very against type, actually. Uh, Paul Rudd is uh, a really annoying guy. Uh, and Meryl Streep, uh, you'll have to, to watch for yourself to find out more, but she gives a very interesting performance. But it's just a light, fluffy, delightful show with really cool uh, red herrings and twists uh, to sort of elevate the storytelling a little bit. It's just delightful. I was trying to remember if Steve Martin and Meryl Streep had been in anything before. Just... Were they in the one where he had the long nose? Uh, Roxanne. Was she in that or was that someone else? Um, not sure. I can't I'll look remember it up. the female lead, they were yeah, both, maybe they haven't. Yeah. They, they were both in a movie called It's Complicated, which was Meryl Streep, oh. Steve Martin, and Alec, Alec Baldwin? Baldwin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I never saw that. Was it any good? No, I don't know either. It, was, it seemed to be um, <laughs> really uh, firmly aimed towards a particular demo. Um, yeah. I said I Roxanne. The of them all shirtless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. I said Roxanne. Was it Roseanne? The Steve Martin. Um, anyway, maybe I, Roseanne. Yeah, I forget. Yeah, I forget too. Okay, we're not being very helpful, are we? Um, but only murders no, in the yeah. building. Focusing on this one. It's um, it's got gags and funny moments, but it, it's a decent sort of a plot as well, is it? Definitely. Yeah, they put a lot of work um, into the mystery side of things, and it's very. It feels very modern. They often play around with uh, cliches and uh, subvert your expectation in really clever ways. So it's clearly written by a, a group of smart onto it people. So it's just this really, this really nice mix of all these different elements, compelling mysteries, dynamic characters, laugh-out-loud gags, really, really interesting guest stars. Uh, Tina Fey shows up. Huh. Uh, you just never know who you're going to show up. Yeah, it's and, always a joy when yeah. Tina Fey shows up as a guest star. A She's joy. got a habit of it. She plays yeah. someone purely evil as well, which is always great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. What um, streaming service is that? Uh, that is currently streaming on Disney Plus all three seasons. Okay. Uh, and just to finish that conversation, 1987, Roxanne, Steve Martin, and Daryl Hannah. Ah. Uh, the rehearsal. I've heard about this one. Is this this kind of candid, cringe, 
comedian. Yeah. Tell me all about it. <laughs> all of those words can correct, are correctly <laughs> used when describing it. Uh, yeah, this is, I guess, this week's wild card tech. Uh, this show is currently streaming on Neon, and uh, the reason I'm going back to rewatch it uh, is because the writer and creator and star, Nathan Fielder, has a new show coming out in about a month or so, which I right. believe will also uh, be airing on Neon. And he is this avant-garde weirdo who is just every time, whatever he makes, I will go and see. Uh, and this is his most out there project yet it's he describes it as a sort of hidden camera show where he meets with real people and uh who are are struggling and with this with a real life dilemma that they have to make and through his hundreds of millions of dollars which he is gifted to by hbo he is able to meticulously uh, allow them to rehearse something that they're dreading in real life. Mm. So, for example, the first uh, episode, a guy uh, comes to Nathan and says, I'm in a, I, and I'm, I've been lying to my best friend about my education for years, and I have to have this conversation with her. I have to tell her that I don't actually have a master's degree. I've been lying about it, but I am, um, I'm too scared to do it. So Nathan meticulously builds... Uh, a one-to-one recreation of this guy's favorite bar. He hires actors to play his friends <laughs> and dozens and dozens of times rehearses this life event to the point where you're like, this guy is crazy. Like, so, he has to, so Nathan is crazy for going to these lengths to play God, but he also has to find these people who are just so anxious about <laughs> what they have to do in their real life that they're, that they're willing to spend dozens of hours and weeks just rehearsing for something that <laughs> most often than not goes fine. Um, but it just gets weirder for, and weirder from Where there. Where is the joy in it? Uh, Where is the fun of it? Like <laughs> The fun is the ridiculous lengths that Nathan will go yeah. because he starts inserting himself into the rehearsals as well. For example, uh, at one point he, start, he, he starts getting worried about a conversation getting awkward and there being awkward silences. So he just, they're, they're talking in a pool and he hires an actor to just swim in between them. So it just seems like someone is swimming between them and it just <laughs> breaks up their conversation. <laughs> it's awkward, but really he's, he's playing with everything and there'll be constant moments where you'll think something is real and then it will have been revealed to be a larger rehearsal. Gosh. And it's just this ultimate uh, it just screws with your head in all these ways, and it gets increasingly ethically ambiguous. He hires a kid actor, and the kid actor um, doesn't have a dad in real life, and he starts not being able to tell the difference between real life and being on the show and starts thinking Nathan is his new dad. And so I, I, you start feeling sick to your stomach and ask, is, what is this? Is this a reality show? Is this a prank huh. show? Is this a social experiment? What is real? What is not? It is unlike anything I've ever seen, and I highly recommend it. And I know I, maybe I'm focusing on the darker, weirder stuff, but it is consistently laugh out, laugh out loud, funny and clever. It's just it's it's undefinable this show. And whatever he his next show is called The Curse. It comes out a month, and it's going to be just as weird. So if you're if you're into that avant garde stuff, couldn't recommend this one higher. Great, it's called The Rehearsal, and that is on what service? Uh, that is on Neon at the moment. Thank you. One Piece. One Piece. So, yes, yeah, so uh, I want to both recommend the original anime and the new Netflix live action show that was just made uh, a few weeks ago and released. And uh, traditionally, when Hollywood or Netflix tries to adapt 
the art of anime into a live action medium. It's failed because it's really hard because you can do so many amazing things in anime that you can't do uh, visually in live action. So I was pretty nervous about this one, but amazingly Netflix knocked it out of the park and it uh, had gotten great reviews. Um, and it was an immediately renewed for a second season. Uh, and it's just great. So if you're keen to, to get started with what the hype is all about, I'd recommend the live action show. But for myself, I've just gone back and started watching the original anime, which is considered by many people to be maybe the best Japanese animated TV show of all time. Mm. Um, it's an action-adventure pirate show uh, where the king of the pirates finally dies, and right before he dies, he says he's hidden his, his biggest treasure somewhere. So that sparks off a golden age of piracy uh, where all the pirates start searching the seas uh, for, the, for the one piece, which is basically the greatest treasure yeah. uh, ever known to man. And the crazy thing about the original anime is that it's, it's it started in the 90s and it's still going. So I think there's about 1,200 episodes. Gosh. So if you were watching <laughs> one episode a week, it would take you about like 20 years to finish um so it's quite the time investment but from what i've heard so far is that it just gets better and better and just you know with, with a thousand 20 minute episodes the amount of stories and characters yeah. and arcs and, and lore is just unbelievable so i'm still only 20 episodes in and obviously i've barely scraped the surface but it's just so fun uh, the animation is delightful the main character has this ability where he can stretch his body like rubber so that leads to a lot of really inventive action scenes. And uh, and the live action is no slouch as well. Visually, it's amazing. I think the budget was around $150 million. And they really translate these crazy animated fight scenes to live action in a way that, that feels really, really good. Um, so if you're key, I don't know, for people who maybe aren't too familiar with anime or something, uh, you can either... If you have the time, I mean, it'll take me years to finish, uh, but I'm, I'm ready to commit. If you have the time, I'd highly recommend the original anime streaming on Netflix. But if you're keen to just get an idea of what the hype is about and watch something a little shorter, the Netflix uh, live-action version uh, is 10 episodes and arguably just as good. And it's called One Piece. And finally, One Winning piece. Time, which is – I had um, this classic situation where I started watching this on a plane once and was really enjoying it. And then um, I think the plane is the only place that had it. So um, the only way of uh, watching the rest of the series was to buy another plane ticket, which I wasn't able to do. <laughs> Winning Time, the story of the Lakers dynasty. Yeah, fan, Jesse. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes, Winning Winning Time, I believe it's the full title is The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty. Yeah, it's great. Uh, and it, it comes to us from Adam McKay, who's had just an incredible uh, – uh, run of movies recently with like the big short uh, and vice uh, that movie about Dick Cheney. Um, and so he's kind of popularized this style uh, of this sort of documentary slash drama yeah. where it's, it's half a drama, but then it, the characters will often be breaking the fourth wall, look into the camera and be like, uh, real life didn't quite happen like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, or like the real person will come in and be like, obviously the actor playing me is much handsomer, but you know, this is what's <laughs> happening. So I, I think that's a very interesting way to tell the story. And so this has uh, this tells the story of the rise of the Lakers basketball team and uh, the management behind it, and of course Magic Johnson and people like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Uh, and it's obviously I, I, I knew the the broad details of it, but it's just great to to get such an in depth look at what exactly happened there and what made that team so incredible. 
Um, and it's, it's, I just love the look of it. It's so vibrant and well edited and is always just moving from the next scene to the next scene. So on top of being informative, it's just highly entertaining and, this, the, the basketball sequences are just so kinetic and fun. And they actually sort of get into the strategy and tactics of basketball in really interesting ways. Uh, and and, then, and, and the showbiz episode, of it, right? Before that, the, the, it wasn't really biz. regarded as an entertainment. It was, it was purely exactly. sport. But they, they sort of um, rethought what basketball could be. Absolutely, yeah. Which I, I I didn't I hadn't known either until I watched the show. And even individual deep dives into people uh, like Larry Bird uh, and Kareem Abdul and his struggles with his family and religion and marring that with the game um, are just so fascinating. So it's unfortunately been canceled by HBO after oh. two seasons. But I think those two seasons still are very much well worth watching. Uh, and if you're interested about that period of history, or even if you already know a lot about it and just want to see an entertaining uh, adaptation of, of what happened, uh, it's, a great, it's a great show. And great cast. John C. Riley uh, plays the manager. I believe Adrian Brody's in there, Jason Siegel. Uh, it's just great. Yeah. Uh, actually, uh, the guy who plays Magic Johnson is pretty special as well, Quincy Isaiah. Is. Um, yes. You really kind of feel that magic and that charisma. Thanks, Brooks, yeah. for great recommendations Thanks today. So really appreciate it. Cheers. Winning time, one piece, the rehearsal and only murders in the building. I watched an episode of that Odd Taxi, uh, the animated Japanese uh, show over the weekend. Made my wife watch an episode of it after... Uh, uh, Pratik recommended it last week on the TV segment. It was probably a little bit wacky for you know for, for me and Victoria on a Saturday night, but it was um, very sweet as well if you get a chance uh, and you want to try something different. The first episode is on YouTube. I don't know where the other episodes are or not. They're, um, I think they've got their own streaming service. Uh, Odd Taxi, that one was called, continuing our Japan love affair.